This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Hello and welcome to A Vegan Lounge. Six episodes, episode six. Thank you for joining us here. And, uh, you know, I was just preparing this last night, getting the final notes together, and uh, just flicked on YouTube as I tend to do most evenings to see what's what. And I stumbled across a little clip uh, featuring Chris Hurawai from Milked, who most uh, of you will be familiar with, and maybe maybe have seen the documentary by now. Um, on TV just a few days ago, News Hub Morning Show invited Chris for an interview with a woman called Melissa. And uh, part of the way through the interview, out of nowhere, they brought up on screen a spokesman for the dairy industry, the CEO, no less, of uh, the paid lobby group Dairy NZ. So ambushed, as James, as uh, Chris put it. Uh, so suddenly they're calling it a, uh, a debate. No warning that this was part of the plan, although Chris did get a little, oh, sorry about that, uh, apology from the TV station later on, but it was a setup. And uh, the woman, the interviewer, Melissa, didn't seem too keen on having a factual discussion with, with uh, Chris. You should watch it. Um, the reason I bring it up is... I'm old enough to remember back in the 60s, the big cigarette companies, and they would trot out guys like Tim Mackle, uh, the CEO of uh, it's a, the lobby group, Dairy NZ, and they'd trot these guys out, they'd put their hand on their heart while they denied any possible health links with uh, tobacco, cigarette smoking, and health. They mostly have a PhD or, or something of that nature. And, of course, it's not hard to find people to do that work if you're happy to pay for it. There's actually, there's actually a name for that job which describes it well. Spruker. Do you know that word? Spruker? S-P-R-U-I-K-E-R. Look it up. It's perfect. Interesting little clip anyway I recommend. So impressed with Chris Hurlaway. He just rolls with it. He just sees yet another opportunity to put the message out there. And uh, looking at the comments under the YouTube clip, which I often enjoy, I see I wasn't the only one who was reminded of the TV presenters in Don't Look Up, uh, the Netflix movie, the news hub guy with his little line about liking his milk in his coffee. So there we are. Check that out. Do you know, I had actually begun wondering whether anybody listened to the show, apart from my friend Bonnie in Toronto, loyal old mate, and a woman who told Laura, who has been producing the show, um, Laura said this woman said she found it very interesting to see what vegans are all about. Thank you for that inquiry. But no emails, not one, despite my giving the email out from time to time on the show. But as a friend did say to me, well, how often do you uh, get in touch with a radio station and say you enjoyed the program? Well, of course, never. All the same, confidence is a funny beast, even at this late stage of life. And you do think... Is this even interesting to anyone? After all, 
I've absolutely no credentials, no authority to talk knowledgeably about living a vegan way of life. I'm here to here to learn that really. So now, six episodes in, I have been wondering, is it really just me and the woman who's interested in vegans? Hello, and uh, and Bonnie in Toronto. So, I was very pleased um, to get an email from Laura from Plains this week saying. Just wanted to pass on the podcast stats for a vegan lounge. 327, great stuff. Well, that's great. I, it's a huge relief. So thank you. It's very reassuring and an incentive, really, um, to proceed now with more confidence. I should perhaps have been a bit more savvy than that, having spent most of my years between 20 and 40 uh, working in metropolitan radio stations, and uh, there, of course, there is never any doubt about uh, listenership because if there was, well, you just wouldn't be there for very long. So with that said, I hope you won't mind if I spend a couple of minutes explaining how this show happens to be here. Who is this guy? And uh, on what authority does he speak for vegans? Which, of course, is none at all. And uh, also where it might possibly be going and to what purpose. Then we can all be on the same page. Earlier this year, I had been in discussion with planes relating to a program which didn't in the end go ahead, but I did have my eyes opened as to what this station brings to the community. It's such a great tool and uh, information resource, and I wanted to be involved somehow. And I noticed that there was nothing on the schedule related to vegan issues. And having set out on the vegan path, beginning with Veganuary this year, I spotted an opening, um, a chance to help my own vegan journey, really, selfishly. I'd fallen off the uh, the wagon some months ago after an earlier attempt. And uh, Laura here at Plains explained there has been a vegan program in the past, evidently, and it was very popular. However, there was no template. No one could tell me anything about it. So this really is a new beginning for a vegan presence on the radio here in Tiwe Punamu, Aotearoa. So, this show is being invented as we go. And now that I know we actually do have an audience base, I'm quite okay about just proceeding as we have established so far. That is, on most occasions, I'll seek out someone who looks as if they might have an interesting story to tell and uh, is willing to share their story with others. And as an aside, it is my belief that all vegans have an interesting story to tell by virtue of the fact that they have given thought to the consequences of a diet including meat and dairy products and, for whatever reason, have decided that they prefer to live a life that excludes the killing of animals for their benefit. And that's always going to be an interesting story. And the opportunity for this, for a show like this, I believe is massive. I, I'm completely confident that at some point in the future, the term vegan will become obsolete. Living, living with a reverence for all life must be the way human beings learn to live on this earth. That means at some point, humanity has to stop, be quiet, and ask the earth, what would you like us to do? You may think I'm a crazy man, but look at what we're doing now. But of course, we have to learn how to be still to hear that answer from the earth. And what will become clear is that at some point, if we are to evolve as a species and not slip into oblivion, is the realization that all life 
is interdependent and only then can we hope to find our true purpose and destiny. Which brings me nicely to my guest for the next show, Christchurch artist and sculptor Ruth Kaluran. Now I'd seen Ruth's work on the Christchurch Vegan Society website and I visited her at her studio and gallery workshop yesterday. She's quite prolific and I was drawn to her work because she expresses the sentiments I was mentioning moments ago, but she does it so gracefully and uh, seemingly effortlessly in her paintings and her lovely sculptures. So we shared some tea and conversation, and I'm so glad that Ruth will join me here in the Plain Studio for our next program. Now, we have We've changed the emails, so even though you didn't ever get around to emailing me, it's changed and there's a new one, and I hope somebody will use this just as a test. Vegan Lounge at veganchristchurch.org.nz. Vegan Lounge, one word, at veganchristchurch.org.nz. So please know this is a place for sharing ideas. I'm really happy to share space here. It might be good to hear from someone at the other end of the age spectrum. I've been wandering around this earth for quite a long time and uh, looking forward, the most, of course, the most vital views of all will be the gems from younger eyes that light the way forward into our future. So maybe even you think you'd like to run the show from time to time. Well, let's talk about that. I think it'd be a good idea to have a young person sitting here and see what their perspective is. I certainly wouldn't be uh, having this discussion at all. If it wasn't for a young friend over half a century my junior in years, the daughter of friends of mine, I was intrigued by her staunch veganism and probably the first vegan I'd ever really sat down with and shared food. And uh, I was always entranced by her energy and her radiance and was happy when she asked me to offer a reference for a scholarship to Outward Bound at Anakiwa, at which she thrived. And I kept on quizzing her about veganism, and she finally mentioned the documentaries Earthlings and Cowspiracy. However, she did say to me, she said, James, you don't want to watch those. Don't watch those. Well, of course I did. And then I read uh, Jonathan Safran Foer's Eating Animals, and so on. And of course, once uh, you're on that path, once those seeds have been planted... It's very hard to turn you back. You can't pretend to be unaware of the consequences of your choices. I wonder if you know the term ahimsa, A-H-I-M-S-A. Uh, ahimsa, Buddhists, Hindus, other Eastern religions abide by it, the Jainists. Ahimsa embraces nonviolence, holds a reverence for all living beings. Gandhi lived and ruled by the principle of ahimsa, the realization that every day, every moment, brings an opportunity to make a decision that can minimize suffering, cause less harm to other beings. Everybody can embrace ahimsa. The entry fee? Listening to your inner voice. I'm James, and you're listening to A Vegan Lounge on Plains FM. And uh, that email again, veganlounge at veganchristchurch.org.nz. So if anything I've mentioned so far prompts a response, it would be good to hear from you. Now, veteran vegans have probably been making 
some version of a tofu scramble for years, and it's, it's no big deal. But for me, um, this is a big discovery. So would you just allow me to, um, a little bit of over-enthusiasm for a small achievement, perhaps. I really, really had been missing eggs, eggs and cheese. But um, I had tofu scramble at a restaurant in town once, and I thought, well, that's not too bad, actually. And, um, but I made it myself with minimal, even low expectations, but the results took me by surprise, and I think it's maybe because there are a couple of unexpected and easily sourced ingredients that make this recipe perhaps a cut up among uh, a cut above many others. So I think the way we'll do this is the recipe will be available on the uh, on the Vegan Society website. But I'll just run through the ingredients. Now, I think just the ordinary tofu, I think the tofu from the tofu man, of course, at Costco is always great. It's a good price too. And this time I got the, uh, I couldn't get it, and I got some uh, of the, is it silken tofu? This is slightly softer tofu. I think probably I'd stay with the firmer tofu another time. So you need a block of tofu. I'll just run through the ingredients here. Four, it sounds like a lot of things. 400, 450 grams of tofu, some turmeric, turmeric powder or grated fresh turmeric, garlic powder, onion powder, some paprika, chili flakes. Here's the secret ingredient. Kala namak. K-A-L-A-N-A-M-A-K. It's Indian black salt. So any of the Indian supermarkets or food stores around town, you're bound to be able to get it. Kala namak, Indian black salt. This is the thing that actually makes it stand out. Some tahini, some nutritional yeast, which I've learnt uh, it's known as luch. Um, plant-based milk, some oil to cook, and some salt and pepper. So you make a little mixture of all of those uh, spices, herbs, uh, the spices, and um, in a bowl, mix them all up. Um, the quantities you'll get from the recipe on the website. Um, so you make a little mixture with the milk and all the spices, and you drain the tofu, not excessively. You don't have to get all the moisture out of it. And then when it's sufficiently drained, crumble it up into little chunks, not tiny chunks, um, because you want to brown that in a pan and some oil for a while. Just once the oil's hot, add the tofu, fry it maybe five or seven minutes until it's slightly golden on all sides. Just turn it gently. Don't break it up too much. Add the eggy sauce, and you just fold to combine that, and don't overcook it. Say you just as if you're cooking scrambled eggs at this point. So just uh, turn it gently with the spatula, and uh, if you put more milk in, of course it'll be a sort of a softer, less milk. It'll be a drier one, or the longer you cook it, it'll be drier. I quite like a sort of a quite a wet scrambled eggs, but it surely wouldn't take you more than about thirty seconds to a minute um, to uh, cook your eggs. And then finish with a little shake or two of that kala namak. It's the, end of the, the nature of that salt. It's sort of got an eggy, sulfury sort of flavor. And it's, it just blew me away. I thought, gosh, that actually is, um, that's like scrambled eggs. So give it a go. Tofu scramble. You're listening to A Vegan Lounge. I'm James. This show is sponsored 
by the Christchurch Vegan Society. And a quick mention that uh, this Sunday there is a fundraiser lunch, which is a good idea for an autumn afternoon, autumn Sunday. The location, the veteran favourite of vegetarians and vegans, the Welcome Chinese Cafe, Vegetarian Vegan Cafe on Faranui Road in Rickerton from midday this Sunday. And the funds from this fundraiser, they help the next Vegan Expo, which I'm happy to say is coming up in November, the next uh, Christchurch Vegan Expo. And they also, it also is a way of assisting the great work that the Vegan Angels do. And we've talked about them before, um, providing assistance for those in the community who've hit a bit of a rough patch. Truly a compassionate service, the lovely angels. Bless you all. All right. I quite like to play a song now. Uh, here in Christchurch, for those of us who live here, of course you couldn't imagine a more beautiful autumn. Do you come under whether you find yourself thinking about the glorious trees and our ancestors who thought to plant them? I walk in the in the red zone, the old Avonside Drive River Road area with my dog most days and am amazed at how the trees and shrubs that made up people's backyards just a decade ago until the earthquakes now make up a seemingly endless expanse of wild parkland. It all seems quite natural. In fact, I ran across someone over there a few weeks ago. I said, isn't it amazing all the planting that they've done in here? Of course, it, well, you know, thank the people who now don't live there anymore. And, you know, a stranger into this town might be baffled by the little crumbling cul-de-sacs gradually becoming reclaimed by nature, the odd out-of-place small avenue of cypress trees. There's a sign for Retreat Road I noticed lying under some cabbage tree fronds the other day. An intrinsic sadness, isn't there, about autumn? All the same, isn't there a a sense of an ending of melancholy? So I thought this would be a lovely song for the season. I bet you haven't heard it. Um, Dedicated to all the planters who left us something beautiful for us all to enjoy. The song is called King David's Garden, and this is from Judy Collins' 1976 album, Bread and Roses. King David was a sorrowful man No cause for his sorrow had he And he called for the Thank you. 
It's funny how we seem to intuitively understand that sad songs become a panacea, a balm for sadness. You don't play a happy song when you're sad. I used to hear that song many years ago on on Radio New Zealand when Sharon Crosby had the morning program and they used to play it a lot and then she left and I never heard the song on that station again. King David's Garden. Okay, I did also come across during the week a story in the New York Times entitled The Dish Our Customers Will Never Let Us Take Off the Menu. That's always interesting when a restaurateur says that, Uh, particularly when the restaurateur is Yotam Otolenghi, which is a name that we feel familiar to many vegans, Otolenghi. And surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, this involves broccoli, very easy recipe. I've since made it. So let's take a look at that. It's Ottolenghi's grilled broccoli with chili and garlic. And really, it's just a matter of steps. Um, you will need broccoli, some olive oil, some garlic, chili, salt and pepper, some uh, sliced almonds, toasted almonds, and a lemon. And really, all you do is Boil the broccoli, just bring the salted water to a boil and blanch the broccoli for a minute or so. And then, this is an important step, you toss that broccoli into an ice bath, into cold water, and just get it to stop cooking. Uh, So ice helps do that. And then the other really, really important thing is to drain it really thoroughly. Just wrap it in a tea towel or something like that. Um, A woman who made the recipe, she said, I used to blow-dry it with a fan. You could do that. But anyway, probably better to pre-cook, do your prep much earlier in the day and let it dry during the day. And then you, if you've got a char griller, that'd be great. You could pop it on your ridged, um, on your barbecue perhaps. And you just toss the broccoli pieces, make them into florets, toss them in a bit of olive oil, salt and pepper. And then while you put those on the ridged grill, 
just in a little oil, fry some little pieces of garlic and some chili, being careful not to burn them. And when the broccoli's finished on the char grill, you just drain the garlic and the chili from uh, the pan, toss that with the char grilled broccoli, put on a plate, put some lemon wedges there to serve it, and uh, there you go. That is the recipe, the one, the recipe that um, Ottolenghi's restaurants evidently um, cannot uh, cannot take off the menu. So why not give that a go? Okay, I think we can call it a day now. Just one, I do want to play one more song. Um, ever since I went to got tickets for Marlon Williams at the Theatre Royal, I think it was back in 2015, I, I know it was his very first performance, solo performance anyway, at the Theatre Royal, and it was one of the loveliest shows that I've ever seen. Gosh, um, everybody enjoyed it, including him. But I just... he. I must be on a mailing list and I get these lovely little notes from time to time. Not at all hypey, just a little message about what he's doing and where he's going and if he's off on tour later in the year. But he's got a lovely little new song called My Boy. And uh, you'll see the clip. Um, You may have seen the clip already. Such a lovely song. And uh, great to know that Marlon and team will be taking the Littleton vibe worldwide later on in the year. So we'll leave you with Marlon and my boy. Thank you for uh, your company today and uh, look forward to being back with you next time. Goodbye. Why?